Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Saja. And I'm Nyakle. And it's a girl, Yan. Yanni, did you like, did you hear your part? <laughs> actually, she said it's your girl, Yan Yan. I, that was the actual introduction I put on the episode. I How embarrassing. How's the, it's so weird. It feels like, um, it was so long ago since we recorded. It was only last week, yeah? The last time we recorded? Yeah. Was it? No. It was last no, it was week. two weeks. Yeah, it was a lot. It was just um, a week and a bit ago. Oh, it feels like it was so long ago. But yeah, what's everyone been up to since the last time we recorded? How you been? How you been doing? How Are you not doing? And, you know, same old, same old. I had exams. That's so boring, eh? I know. The same thing every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> unless yeah. you leave the state or something i know i'm not me looking forward to friday because i don't have to um, work i have a job so my thursday is my friday i'm very excited <laughs> you, have you have fridays <laughs> off now because you have <laughs> wait you but have fridays friday off i'm like huh? yeah friday off wow yeah i've just given up on work nah it's actually I still so it wasn't easy. for the bills i just wouldn't be working i feel like people that are not working are living their best life yeah, but you until know, you're not you working and then you realize you're not living your crazy. best life. Like, no, no, no. Like when yeah. you work so much and you have a day off, you actually appreciate your mental health. You're like, okay, I really felt so good not being at work. Mm-hmm. Let me continue treating myself. Mm-hmm. I really think they should make it legal for people to only work between three to four days maximum a week. Yeah, that should be full time. It, With it, extra pay, so we can feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you get paid for a ten hours equivalent for those four days you're there. <laughs> Wow. So you feel better. That's what I've been doing. Just work, work. Didn't do much on the weekend. And yeah, you guys did something on the weekend. Like, what was it? The wrestling stuff? Oh, yeah. Lord or something? Yeah. <laughs> this, this wrestling was not advertised. Like, the ones from... Oh, no, no, no. It didn't happen because Melbourne went into lockdown. Remember? Oh. And they are the majority population mm-hmm. of the wrestlers <laughs> for the other team. Oh. So they didn't oh, really? Yeah, they because they have two teams that were competing, like the inner and outer team. We're outer states and they're inner states. Uh, and it's the I inner states are only Canberra. Canberra and Melbourne are the inner states, and Melbourne makes up like 80% of their wrestlers. So it wouldn't have worked. Oh, so is it like- but they canceled it. Yeah. Oh. So there was no wrestling. We were just living our best lives. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, they definitely cancelled it. But can you imagine? I had to wake up at 7 a.m. for an exam that Saturday morning. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. How's uni going there? I finished for the trimester. I only have this trimester and then um, my placement. So I have one trimester which i'm starting in two weeks but i just finished the other trimester i had three exams bro i'm tired it's not every day i get my results back tomorrow we'll see how i do you'll get you know and then your diary will will increase it better increase because my mental health is not okay (laughs) after this You don't have to tell them. (laughs) They don't need to know. 
I need to go cook. I'm and tell her at the house, you know, they won't find out. Unless she's in perfect shape. She's uh, they have to add to my height, so they will say she's six foot. She she has relatively okay teeth. She's she has a good hairline, you know, it's not too bad. And she has a degree. You see, she has a new cramp thickness. Some noodle. Exactly. She's a thick girl now. And she can cook. I'm already at a hundred thousand. I am you must be a hundred and fifty, sis, because the master's is fifty itself. The master, the master is at 30 extra, and then the job as a social worker is 20. You're 150. If I don't become the man in that house. Yeah, look at me, I'm the captain now. That's, that's the idea that we'll be on as well. <laughs> look at me correctly. I am the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look forward to your graduation, man. I'm not having one, bro. I don't I don't care for them. Or even just having the certificate. Yeah, I'll send yeah. it to y'all. He'll be like, hey guys, here's a picture. Do you? What if you want a graduation? I might do one, but if I do it, it won't be for me. I don't really care for it. Yeah. It's not that deep for me. Yeah. I might do it for my mom because, you know, my sister already took one away from her. If I take one away too, what, what does she have to show off about in the community, you know? <laughs> and struggle. The Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> she has nothing to post about online. So I might do it just. Speaking of. What was I saying? The, uh, abusing and domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Let's dive into our thing. <laughs> Going to our topic for today. Tracy, guys, were. Yeah. Just hinting. Just hinting. So, what's the word? Hinting to the domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's our thing for today. So, this is why. Yeah. So, today we're going to um, kind of dive in to a bit of a uh, sticky topic, especially for us. Genuvins that don't, yeah, that don't really talk about this stuff. But I think it's very important for us to start having conversations about, around family and domestic violence. Um, a lot of people go through it. It's a very big thing around the world. Um, I was Lots reading virtual. Yeah, mm. exactly. I, I read out them. There's the post that you tagged me on um, on Instagram. Mm. Um, that pretty good points. Um, do you just want to read those facts out a little bit? Sure. Yeah, just how serious this topic is globally. Okay, so globally, why do you have to? Uh, so global. We have found out that one in six women in Australia have experienced physical or sexual violence from a current or a previous partner how sad is that though think about that that's actually like insane yeah like their own partner wow 25 percent of women and five percent of men have experienced emotional abuse from their current or ex-partner as well and twenty-five thousand sexual assaults were recorded by police in just 2017 that's so messed up um, yeah, a lot and apparently like one in three women globally experience physical or sexual assault 
Wow. One in three. One in three women. So out of the three of us, yeah, one of one us, of us would be would have um, experienced physical or sexual abuse yeah. from a partner. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And oh, and also another point by, by um their partners, intimate partners. And yeah. also another point was that you know now um, also, another point is that one woman is killed every nine days. So it's literally just every week, someone or a woman is killed or one man is killed in every 29 days by a partner. So literally, just think about it after a full week and then by Wednesday, the following week, someone dies because their partner was being selfish. Selfish. That's so crazy. Self-centered. And, That's scary. Yeah, and those are statistics um, to do with females, yeah? Like yeah, and males. And males. General, like okay. some of the so some of them are very genuine general and so some of them are very specific. Because there's a big difference as well with the um with men and women. With men and women, yeah. yeah. And and I, I tend to sometimes get feel guilty for the way that when you think domestic violence, I automatically think that it's women. Yeah. But then there's another part that it's like it's okay, it's it's not okay to think like that. But the, the fact is if it's I don't we don't have the statistics now. Men there's the statistics are we do have I the men's stats here, okay. but they're not as they're not like the women one. They can be tripled yeah. by the ones I have been reading out the ones for men as well. Because even though it's a small percentage, they do go through the same right. stuff. I just wanted to discuss this one because that's a bit, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, is it part of domestic violence? I don't know. It says 700 million women alive today were married before the age of 18. And that is incorporated in violence against women or girls. Wait, 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 say that again, please. 700 million women alive today were married before the age of 18. And this was under the violence against women or girls. But don't you think that kind of plays into part with like family and domestic violence as well? Because when you're so young, under the age of 18, like what do you really know? Mm. And you're so young, it's easy for you to be abused. So if that's the statistics, because you're so gullible, like when you're young as well and you, you, you know, you, you feel like you, like love just clouds your judgment with a lot of things. And so I do think in a sense, and, and also when we're talking about like um, domestic violence, I think people focus so much on the physical abuse or the sexual abuse, but no one actually thinks about all other factors as well. Like there's cultural abuse, there's um, neglect, like that's, that falls into it as well. And when you're a kid, like you're so, there's also financial abuse as well. So when yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's where the power and control comes in to the whole domestic violence aspect. So exactly. I, that, that's that's that. Let's not try and say statistic every time. ESL. Yeah, but yeah, that's that. It, it, I, it sounds yeah like it's shocking, but it it sounds. Um, I feel like it falls into. No, into um, do you guys think that, um, especially that last one about women getting married under age, um, because mm -hmm. culturally, for us specifically, culturally, a woman isn't determined by her age. 
a woman is defined by her womanhood. So when a girl gets her period, doesn't matter what age, she's now a woman. When she's able to bear children, that's when she's considered a woman. She can literally be 12 years old. If she gives birth, uh, if she is able to birth a child, she is considered a woman. So that age thing is culturally like in balance. It doesn't make sense for us because well, now that we're in the West, it's child abuse, definitely. But back home, it's not. It, to them, it's like they don't care for age like that. They think when someone looks mature, they act mature, and they have their period, they're, they're a woman. I am, but they do parties for it. They throw a whole party for it. And the prayer. you <laughs> Um, you would have to hide it from your mom because your mom knows. <laughs> Even though it's not getting concerned, you ain't seen the last one. That one didn't blur the meaning. I think I'm about to react. They will probably like have some sort of prayer group because you haven't had your period yet and you're 18. <laughs> They'll start. When you're laughing, just make light of the situation. But obviously, that's not to say that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a laughing, you know, situation for people that are in those situations. It's really sad. Yeah, we're lucky that we're not in that um, situation. But imagine, yeah, like, is it considered a um, like a uh, what's it called abuse if you don't know you're in the situation though? It is. It is. Yeah, because you just you don't know. You're still so it's a social con concept. It's not necessarily about how you feel as a person. I'm reading this little like fact sheet about like the the different types of like violence or like um which is what all falls under like the family and domestic violence situation and like psychological violence is a thing like i didn't yeah, even know is. that was yeah. a thing. but someone like psychologically manipulating you to the fact that you don't even know you're being abused that is abuse and it, it falls under that yeah it, it's it has a lot to do with what i am said before financial abuse it's very big in that because sometimes you feel like your partner is financially trying to stabilize you and they trying to assist you so you can save better and do this and do that but you don't realize that they're actually abusing you and that and that too with that thing as well it's just like when we look at it specifically our, our culture mm -hmm. um a lot of a lot of the women because you know the men were the ones that are sort of like the ones that go out there providers and yeah and them having that power automatically the culture has given them power mm. so then that power is just at the head of the family yeah so then now this woman coming here and and had like this is the head of the family so she sort of has to fall under his umbrella mm. and then coming to a culture like here in australia where there's bank accounts and there's all these things unfortunately some women don't even get to the point of gaining independence to be able to have a bank account to be able to like some people still have to ask for little things like you know nappies or um, to buy a meal for the baby or, or things like that so that financial dependency then adds to the the power and control and then obviously it just goes on and on like that and then it becomes an emotional abuse as well where it's like each time when you ask for this it's like, okay but I just gave you the money last time for this and that and then this and that and then it just goes goes round and round in circles and I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen in families it's, it's the financial dependency that I think starts a lot of the other domestic violent um, 
traits that happen yeah, along the way as well. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we speak too much about culture, um, especially with this um, domestic violence situation. But do you think it's because of the dowry? Yeah, that's that, the root of it. That's the root. <laughs> that's, that's, the root that's the root of it. Because um, the way I look at it. <laughs> not yeah, being like, ah. That's the way I look at it. The whole dowry system. Mm -hmm. I look at it like, okay, look at it. It's like, it's people that are rich, yeah? Mm -hmm. Generally, it's people that have things that would be able to do the, like, do the cows and things like that. And them taking, um, them marrying that daughter, they're taking her on to go and care for her. So there's people that, you know how there's young girls that get married. Some of them, because we, we don't know what the parents are thinking, but some parents might have been just desperate because they feel like they need this daughter to be married in order for them to have things as a family, you know? Mm. And and then, so the guy having that sense of pride, like knowing that in an example where they're basically saving this girl from um, this girl's family in a sense, so he's like mm. the hero already. Mm. So then him knowing that the, this whole family is dependent on him, I think it creates the power in his head already because it's like I've I paid for you basically. Like in a sense, it's like you're my property. That's that's the that's the idea that I think comes I, around mm -hmm. and then ends up being the other one. But then we've spoken about what about the people that didn't pay dowry mm -hmm. and still are assholes. But I just think it's affected people in general anyway. Like if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like I feel yeah. like they've um, sort of picked up the same. Energy. Do you think I don't think? Can I just, Nyakulay, um, before you ask the next thing, I don't think it's necessarily to do with the dowry. I just think that men in our community are assholes. Not necessarily because... <laughs> in that part. No, no, no. But this is why. This is why I think they're just assholes by nature. It's yeah. because they already... If you think about it... <laughs> if you think about it, men back home are considered more superior than women. Therefore, we automatically become inferior, right? And that's why coming back to what you said, Ayan, even men that don't pay the dowry are still assholes to their wives because they look down on us. They think, this is the thing. If you think about it, we're literally like baby bearers. We just carry their babies. We cook for them. We clean for them. We look after them. We mother them. That's all they want from us because that's what they see in us. That's what their sisters are treated like. That's what they treat their mothers were treated like. So they assume that that's what they treat us like. It doesn't matter if a man paid two cents for you versus a hundred thousand. They're both going to treat you the same. The only time it applies, the only time dowry is actually applied is these days, especially people like men our age. They only be assholes because they really don't know how, they can't look down on you, especially when you're an independent woman that knows whatever you're doing. You have your life together. You know what you want. You take care of your business. You go to work, you make your own money. You still take care of your kids. You still look after your home. When they have yeah. nothing to look down on you with, mm -hmm. that's the only time they'll be like, well, I gave your family 50,000. Mm -hmm. That's the only time dowry actually applies. But apart from but, that, you, it's, the way I'm looking at it, yeah, you know, with dowry, mm -hmm. do you guys think that it's like, okay, if, like I feel like the cows themselves mm -hmm. have, like, because the way that I'm looking at it, the cows themselves, are not necessarily the thing but what i'm saying is i feel like the idea of dowry 
yes. has impacted generations to think that women, because it adds to them looking like they're superior compared to us. You know what I mean? It's not even that. And, I just think generally <clears throat> the, the concept of dowry is the way you look at wealth with us. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. person that can afford, that has the yeah. most cows, mm. the most wealthiest person. And that, the you, way they yeah. look for themselves, they think they're superior than a lot of people. And the sense of and entitlement that yeah. comes with that. Is so also. they're very entitled. And then mm. also the other, the sad part as well that I think maybe underneath all of it is people are so quick because cows equate to respect mm. and people are so quick to respect their the biggest man with cows that they're even though he's yeah. not gonna be the person mm. that can look and support their child mm. mentally you know physically the only time and that's why i'm saying i kind of agree with that i do too in our in our culture is not just about like dowry as in like i can pay mm-hmm. for a girl but it's just the concept of cows in That's general and in that world, sense in men in general yeah. in our community yeah. and and the people that don't have a lot they're desperate so they'll yeah. just give it to the next person because of this so-called respect mm-hmm. that's out there that's why i say i agree with that okay, okay. this is the thing although i disagree listen yeah i do think that what we're both saying come hand in hand this is why because the dowry thing the only time i agree with it and i do actually agree with the point that it does it can generationally impact people they have maybe now in the last two generations it's impact their thought process that even they whether they have it or not they're still better than us that's where it's come to. But also, have you guys, um, when you were younger, you know, in Africa where multiple guys will go to the girl's house and they'll all go for the same girl, like Bella mm-hmm. Michael or like Bekenya or whatever. And the family always gravitates towards the guy with the most wealth. The guy because with the respect. Yeah. It comes the, exactly. Exactly. Even if his family is a bit, mm, you know, the they'll put that aside for now and they'll look at his wealth and then they'll look at his family history after that. That's secondary to the fact that he's the most wealthy out of the four. If he, even though the last one, let's say the one with the least money has the best personality, has the best family background, probably will treat their daughter the best, chances of them picking that last guy are very, very low. They'll probably pick the first or second guy. Why do you think it's mine? to be happy <laughs> <laughs> i think that wealth wealth and education but, okay, okay, what about, <laughs> very, yeah but what but about, I think, we're looking at the like the background of dowry yeah? mm-hmm. but let's get into the household how do we think that this is now affecting the the way these men because we gave the background of how dowry how we think it could generally affect it. But when it gets to home, yeah, because you know how when you guys are saying, these men know that the, you got like the things, the sense of entitlement, the respect that, you know, uh, bragging like I've done this for your family. If it wasn't for me, your family wouldn't be out of this, 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 blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. And even for the ones too that didn't pay much, how is the household looking like in terms of the family domestic violence? Well, it's still being held <laughs> over your head. <laughs> And obviously, as a human, you'll snap. If you snap back, just cock up, small, small, like mm. this. Tap. And even the ones that don't as well, though. Yeah. Like, they still get. Well, I feel like, abuse. yeah, but as a as a person, you're naturally going to snap, though. That's something that's constantly held over your head. Like, mm. I didn't come looking for you. Mm. You came looking for me. You came and paid whatever you paid for. Like, 
which culturally everyone, well, most Facial. guys have to yeah. be raised. So like, why are you holding it over my head? And then when you finally snapped about it, they feel like they are being disrespected. And, mm. and you know, like we have such, we've, we as a community have enabled toxic masculinity mm. where you have to be like, oh, like you're ready to like war. You have to go down, you know? You have to go down on women. It's me trying to like pop up. <laughs> it just didn't work. Like, wow. <laughs> and it was so pathetic to us. Like, Anyway, that was not scary at all. <laughs> she tried. That's all that matters. Back to my point. Yeah. I even lost my train of thought. You were saying the toxic masculinity. Yeah, uh-huh. we we enable it in our community. It's so much about what being a man is all about. And when you have a woman looking, you're not you smiling. No, I, I just thought of something. I'm gonna look at. Yeah. When you when you have when you feel like your manlyhood is being attacked because a woman is standing up to you, that's where I think things can escalate and get a little bit more. You reckon that it can escalate to feel? Guys, has anyone actually ever seen anyone bring up the the dowry thing, like in a household? I haven't. Like necessary. I feel like in the West. No, I I think that especially in Australia, I don't think that guys bring it up as much because they're already egotistic. They already know that they're assholes. They Not don't need to bring it up. Most you guys will... Their families are paying, but then also on top of that, when you get to exactly. the household, no, but doing this is what I was going to say, though, in Yakle. You're right on. That's what I was going to say. Most of these guys here, they don't pay all that money by themselves, and we know. We know. <laughs> Their mom helped them, their uncle That's helped joking. them, their auntie helped them, That's everybody, the their sister, their brother. So Even nigga brings it up and says, I paid dowry for you. Nigga, you didn't pay it. Your mom did. Your uncle. Yeah. Can we turn the tables though? Um, do you guys think that in terms of the dowry, do you think that women still play a role? Because, you know, in the other episode, we kind of spoke on some women paying their own dowry. Not our business, but there are people... <laughs> do you think that if a woman paid their dowry it would be the same in terms of she would (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) so we're just so those guys are just being human don't you think that that's just a human mindset that if you pay something it's not necessarily that if you I think it's cultural because culturally they've never made it that women, the girls pay dowry. It's never been something for you to be proud of and yeah. put so much emphasis on, but it's been a big thing for men to be proud of and put so much of the, the way they view themselves and the way they view respect on that. But women, we, we view respect on like domestic things. Mm. Like you're, you're a respectable woman if you know how to cook and clean and, and you know how to take care of your household. But a man is like you're rich, you've got money, you can marry multiple wives. Mm. That, that's so the that's what I'm saying. That like, they don't have the same effect. Eh? Like, yeah, that's why if a woman, because example you were saying, yeah, like, if a woman marries themselves, I don't think they'll. I, well, I haven't seen it anyway. I haven't seen a case where she'll start abusing the man mm. because now it won't be the same energy because it, it sucks. Because even though you pay for yourself, it should be something we take pride in. But like Nakula was saying, because of the cultural 
um, stigma, the, the negative, negative stigma of the fact that it's only men that do it and if a woman does it, even us, we're hella judgmental towards that. We're not mm. going to lie about it because yeah. it's something we're um, used to. We're I don't know about being conditioned. We've been conditioned to think that it's odd for a woman to do it. So now a woman marrying herself, instead of her taking pride that I am, you know, I'm the man of the house, I have done this <laughs> and I'm married myself. She's now ashamed and being gossiped about. Well, to be honest, guys, I don't know about y'all, but I would take ownership of that shit. I'd be like, are you my man? Did I not pay this dowry? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I, I'll be like, I'm your mom. Say I'm your mom. For myself. No, I, I think I've already told you. Yeah. I wouldn't pay for myself, but I would help you pay for the wedding. Help. help. <laughs> Emphasize on that. Like, yeah, help. Because, but I just think that to go back to the, the whole domestic violence thing, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think like this is like the young ones, yeah, mm-hmm. the young, let's look at the younger generation, people that were sort of came here young mm-hmm. um, and they, and I think we've highlighted this point before, but mm-hmm. they, I feel like they pick and choose when they want to apply culture. And, I, and they might say the same thing that mm. we do as well as females. But for me personally, it might be a biased uh, opinion, but I think that like the men tend to play around with, with cultural rules a little bit to mm. try and bend it according to their ways, mm. which is like, they don't, you know, because they'll be like, because I just feel like, not that I think it's right, mm. but back then at least if the, if the, the provider and the men of the house, mm-hmm. they're doing respectable things in general. Like mm. they're not all of them. Yeah. But generally speaking, the idea of it is if you're going to be the provider and everything like that, you're doing respectable things in terms of like, if you're going to get another wife, it's an open thing. Everyone will know. But these same ones here, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, you're being um, mentally abused, then being cheated on, mm-hmm. and then it leads to physical violence after that. And then, it, then they'll be like, oh, I'm the man of the house. Mm-hmm. How can you be the man of the house if you're not fulfilling the basic needs that, you know, because you're trying to compare yourself to the man back home. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like or the cultural, the ideal cultural man, but you're not meeting the same criteria that they they were meeting. Mm-hmm. So it's like keep the same energy. If you're gonna be the cultural man, then don't be hiding and trying to go cheat. When you can bring your wife, we discuss. If I disagree and you want to continue, I can walk away. But things like that, like it, it, it gets, and that's I. You guys would have seen the, the cheating and everything in these relationships creates a lot of emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these women end up being stuck in really toxic situations because Mm -hmm. they get mentally abused by Mm -hmm. these people and it just keeps going and going and going emotionally. And the way they get neglected, oh my God, I feel like that's the biggest Mm. form of abuse. English is not the biggest, I know, right? (laughs) 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 It's the biggest form of abuse within i feel like it is within our community neglect? especially neglect yeah with children with as well. children yeah. and emotional others and kids yeah oh because my god <laughs> abusive to their children i can't do yeah it's, yeah the neglect eh? yeah because yeah i want to touch base on the point that you made because you did the comparison between the men back home yeah, yeah. and the men here and, and and i think i'm interpreting your question was more so like okay if dowry plays a part and the man back home in, in mm. abusing the whole, abusing your partner and everything like that, the people back home, because they actually pay for dairy, like, yeah, mm. then that's the reason that they do it. But you were, it was more of a 
statement saying why do the young people go ahead and abuse their well, money if they're not really paying i was talking to get the way that, that one was in terms of contradicting behaviors they, contradicting yeah, behaviors, yeah. but how um, specific to do with um infidelity okay but that that's another okay that needs to violence in families in yeah. this current place that we're in like um yeah. i think that yeah it's, not... go on yeah i think mm-hmm. that um in terms of uh the infidelities that go on in our community especially here the problem mm-hmm. with men here and men back home is certain things are acceptable in certain places i feel that abuse is not as big back home and i might be wrong it's not because here they do it in all forms. Back home is most likely just physical, which is really bad, but like- And not no. emotional. Okay, and, and emotional. emotional. But also if you think about it, back home, men and women don't run in the same circles. It's rare for you and your husband to be around each other often, especially because households always have big families, like your grandma, <laughs> your auntie, your uncle, your everybody is in the same house. So Chen, like, you rarely ever see your husband for them to even emotionally abuse you in that way. The only time that applies majorly is when they go and decide to get married to another wife without telling you, when they go make financial decisions without you, because at the end of the day, to them, you're just someone that gives them babies, basically. They they don't, relationships aren't... people at home so in that yes. sense they will be using the way there's emotional yeah, like, that about the you know the, the way you cook or okay. the, not this, yeah they the critique that's true so but emotional abuse comes along with that yes even though the problem like, though okay all those things at home do happen but i feel like because they're so normalized people don't think i feel like it, it affects you a lot more when you don't re- when you do recognize that this is happening to you here we know what's happening. These women know what exactly is happening to them. When their husbands cheat on them, they're in intimate relationships in comparison to those back home. Their relationships are actually intimate. This man went out of his way, build a relationship, show you the kind of person he is and all of that. You fell in love with them. You spent so much time with them. You saw his true characters and then you get to the same household and now he starts playing the culture card. He starts cheating on you. He said, I think that men, it's a lot worse for women here in the way they experience um, emotional and and neglect, like you were saying before. I think that is much, much, much worse because they don't know how to deal with, uh, well, they do, but because they're so deep in it and because they're so emotionally connected to these men, they don't know how to let it go. And yeah, that causes them. Yeah. So that thing we did last time, where um, over like depending on where you are, obviously, but back in the village, village, they there was no movies that you know that they can see, but this one we're exposed mm-hmm. to so much that you're seeing this perfect picture, perfect yeah. relationship, how loving they're supposed to be, how this and that, and that goes to the kids' neglect as well. They're seeing their peers, that their dads showing up, their dads going to soccer with this and this and that. So it's that romantic pictures that these women are seeing now which highlights the point like it goes to the emphasizes on the point that you're saying that the intimacy know, in relationship knowing what you could have yeah some can argue that it could be worse but we can't yeah. speak on 
you know, how the, the women back home feel, but I get how that can be more um, harder for them to visually see what they could be getting treated like. And then also having that emotional relationship that will make it um, worse for them to deal with the neglect and all that stuff. We've spoken about it in multiple episodes in the past that sometimes you may be going through something, the things that we go through back home, we don't really have words for it to be mm. able to express that it is mm. X, Y, Z. Whereas mm. here we're able to put two and two together. Like mm. Ian said, you're watching movies, you're talking to, 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 to friends. And also on that. What this actual is, you can actually put a label on it. Whereas back home you wouldn't, you kind of suffer in silence. And that's why I wanted to- And also the up. problem, Anya Clay, mm-hmm. before you ask the question, just to add on what you're saying is, also the fact that certain behaviors are a social norm back home and so because everybody is experiencing it around you you think that that is the way things are supposed to be that's yeah, the way that's, it's meant to be like, it's a very very taboo topic in our in our community do you think that the reason that it's especially for the people here as well they still don't talk about it like that mm-hmm. or if you do talk about it it's like you're attacked for even bringing it up as a woman so do you think that the fact that back home it's it's somewhat normalized for you yeah. neglected in a, in a sense like your husband does his own thing you do your own thing yeah definitely that back home they don't see it as a big deal but yeah. here now we're seeing we've had an eye-opening experiences we're seeing that this stuff is not normal we're talking about it and everyone keeps like a lot of people sweep it under the rug because they mm. just don't want to deal with it now that there's some sort of label on it do you think that's why it's such a big issue to talk about in our community or is there other reasons why it's such a big thing to talk about in our community i think like because the abuse is definitely there like regardless of whether it's acknowledged or not it's mm. there yeah but it's it's whether the, the women that were experiencing at the time felt comfortable enough to even speak out or even see it as a issue because they, when even it still happens today where yeah. when you when you get beaten up mm. and you go tell them they'll be like eh, because of just small beating this is, this is just go back basically mm. if you say they cheated eh, go back so it's it's there's never i don't know about you guys but there's never been a reason there's never been a reason that they've ever accepted this is too far Mm, like he doesn't spend time with the kids i'll meet you i'm like everything is normalized like it's like there's nothing wrong with it and that's why for them like i think it was just kind of like that's the reality of it they sort of just accept that's just the way they are there's nothing we can do Um, about it I think it go- also goes back to, you know, how we said in the last episode, you are, the way you're raised in your household is the yeah. way you're going to turn out because our mm-hmm. mothers have experienced it from a point of view of back home. Like they've, they've been back home. They were, they went through all of that in their normalized ways or whatever. Us being here, growing up in Australia, experiencing life the Australian way, and then meeting men who also grew up the same way in African households where their mothers normalize these stuff, our mothers normalize these stuff. It's probably why that it's such a big taboo because if someone does, like Ayan just said, if a man does something to you, they have a justification for every single thing that happens to you. It doesn't matter what it is, they have an answer. Okay, one question quickly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that obviously in, in different cultures, because I've, he, I've heard some experiences from, you know, people from the Western culture that have said 
um, there's a lot of like victim blaming, like it's the yeah. blame is always on you. But do you think in our culture, we don't do a lot of victim blaming, we just shush them and not talk about it. It's not necessarily like, well, it's your fault that he's like this. We just accept the, the perpetrator. No, just there is victim blaming. There's a lot of victim blaming because- Really? Even yeah, I'll give like, an example. You end up, yeah. you said, I keep by Yeah, I don't know how yeah. to say certain things in English, so I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound correct if it's in English, so I have to say it. Oh, yeah, but they literally end up saying, like, it's your fault. Like, mm. you were not woman enough, basically. Yeah, womanhood really like you get questioned by yeah. your fellow women, even who start gossiping, saying, eh, yeah, and, and then instead of sympathizing with you, yeah, there's a lot of victim blaming that comes along with it. And there's women that I've seen that have been able to survive. The only way that they've been able to overcome is because they had to cut people off because there's that much victim blaming that they literally had to isolate themselves and then focus on themselves to be able to. Um, um so I've seen victim blaming and more like perpetrators. More um, okay, so there's a lot of victim blaming in the yeah. sense that you know how everything in our community is handled by the family. Like if he does something to you, the family sits down, his family and your family, and you talk about it. 90% mm -hmm. of the time when the stuff that have happened to you, the first thing your own family even will turn on you and they will say, <laughs> oh, it's because you talk too much. Oh, he hit you because you provoked him. Oh, because it's always, oh, you know, a woman is supposed to be quiet and listen to her, man. Oh, a woman is supposed to do this and that. They will always turn around and say, he wouldn't have done this if you hadn't done this, even though they don't know that you did be. They're just assuming you did that because he couldn't have just hit you. You have yeah. to do something for him to hit you. And usually the conclusion is, you apologize to him and tell him that you will no longer do the things you do to get hit. And then they'll tell him, or, you know, try not to hit her next time she does it. That's his mm. apology. So, be patient with her. apologize to him on your behalf yeah like they do your family will apologize we're so sorry you got this behavior <laughs> like who are you talking to a lot of um victim blaming a lot of it yeah yeah like it's, it's the amount of victim blaming and the thing is i think uh, can i just ask a question um is i wanted to say something alongside the victim blaming because there's also in terms of sexual abuse in our community like it happens remember the list of last year but we're not talking about it but back to the 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 yeah oh and then your family's like well you're ruined anyway like your family like who does that crazy like sexual abuse is it's a big big thing and the dump because yeah, you're getting I mean, shit. Like, yeah, because really, you know it's weird. I know this, yeah, but yeah. like I've never looked at it in that sense that like you you get raped and they can even then, get then they say because you've been raped, you're now ruined. We can no longer of being raped mm. and then live with your rapist. You know, um, oh. me and my me and my one of my older cousins. Uh, we still, we're not a normal community like this culture is bullshit and it only benefits dickheads men 
No, no. <laughs> me and my cousin. Um, me and one of my older cousins were talking about it the other day, and he was just telling me, like, um, because he said I, he was born in the village, he grew up there, so he saw a few things, like, before the war broke out. Anyway, he said that, or, you know, he was explaining to me exactly all the different types of marriages, and he did bring up the quill or the sexual abuse aspect of it. He said that back then, um, the way it happens is the man family and the girl's family will meet and agree and do the thing and everything. Then they will have men from that family just come to the girl's house at whatever time of the day. And usually they'll ask her and just say, oh, do you wanna, this is a guy. If she says no, they're like, cool, cool, cool. They'll go ahead anyway, do the thing. Those guys will come, whether it's broad day, whatever time they decide, they'll take the girl wherever she's located in that house, even if she's naked in the shower. They'll pick her up, take her forcefully, make the husband, the chosen husband, rape her while the uncles are there or whoever took her. And so the they have proof. They have to watch. They just stand there so they have proof that now she's theirs. And then they'll put her down and just say, you can go back to your family, but just so you know, we've already paid the work. You're our wife and you will be with us whether you like it or not, because no one's going to take her back. Her family is going to go beat her up if she goes back home and they'll bring her back most likely. So they used to just do whatever they can. <laughs> and they went back to the diary thing. <laughs> they just... The wealthy, old. That's how most girls end up being wife number sixty. This culture of art is made to fail women. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like the rape? Like that's just crazy to me. And the the idea of like there's no sympathy towards the victim. Like there's no because you're not recognized as a victim. No. You're looked like you're looked at like you you allowed yourself because obviously they should know the physical strength obviously for someone to be able to rape you but it's multiple multiple people that just hold you down down, like and then do whatever they gotta do and then your family instead of sympathizing with you they're now saying that because you found yourself in this helpless situation and you were raped we can't we can't take you back Mm -hmm. because it's a shame to our name and imagine there's women that are actually here today that are in marriages that came from being raped yeah raped in a way that i'm going to think yeah. and and the thing is the resentment that ends up coming especially the ones that have come to australia oh, resentment because i've seen one of those relationships the resentment that these women end up having towards the men i'm like you go sister girl because beat his are- ass push his ass to the curb <laughs> yeah like literally i'm like do what you gotta do <laughs> because like that's that's it like it's insane to think about like no but do you guys think that you know that mentality of things happening like that that's because here now someone could literally assault you harass you in public and act like it's fucking normal and then if you address it you're you're stupid or you're lying or they victim blame you they start saying well why do you look like that why are you wearing short stuff if you didn't mm. want to get men attention, why do you have your hair nice? What does my hair got to do with my body? And, and, that's, and, that's in, <laughs> and that thing was um, back in Kakuma. When we were in primary school in Kakuma and girls had to get their hair cut. 
because it can and attract young teachers. It can attract young teachers and they don't want them to be looking at their students some type of way. So we all gotta look like boys. With your pedophilic ass. <laughs> We have to get your have head. To get my head shaved. You. I remember running home one day because they were trying to shave my head, man. Like, it was so bad, all the way home because they literally they would just come and what they used to do because they know like no because people when they tell you announce the day the girls will not come to school that day. <laughs> just yeah, they do a cross in the middle of your head. So when did we show up? I wouldn't even know that they're there. And they would just come and they would shave in the middle and they were like, now nah, what, what are you gonna do with that? Hey, but if you're still cute bold, it's like, like you're cute bold. Like, yeah, but it's like, it's like, like just giving you no choice, like <sighs> in that thingy. But it's just like, but what I was saying before, Vic, don't you guys think victim blaming and protect the perpetrator come hand in hand? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you blaming the victim is obviously your intention is to protect the perpetrator. Yeah. Because you're you're not you're not acknowledging the fact that it's they're the ones that actually have an issue, mm-hmm. but you're ignoring that and trying to protect them and just saying that it's the victim that shouldn't have push that person to, to be able to do something like that yeah um do, don't you guys think that um victim blaming it's been so like imprinted in people that it comes natural now we always try to justify before we understand like if someone comes to you today and they're like oh i was like chilling with this guy last night and we were just talking and he started touching me sometime or i was just walking around you know my bikinis and he started touching me some type of way or something like that you first be like, why were you in the room in your bikinis with this man? Exactly. It's internalized in us to judge before we, <laughs> we would judge before we confirm that you were assaulted. Instead of us finding out that, instead of us finding out why this person sexually assaulted you and what you're feeling and whether or not you are okay, whether or not you need to go see someone, we will first ask you, why were you in that situation? <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. It's yes. really bad. It's and it happens to us women I mean, as well. Now, but it's, it's, we've grown. Mm-hmm. But even like before like adults believe you, they ask you these types of questions. Yeah. So I feel like the learned behavior thing, we just naturally do it because it's something that's very much imprinted in us. We just yeah. do it. and that's the thing though that's always going to be something that comes up because naturally now even women are judged by everyone including other women what was i gonna say before but yeah the the whole sexual thing like after the remember the names when the names are coming out and stuff yeah and the weirdest thing is i think i learned a lot during that time as well because just thinking about it as well like besides those ones because the stories that were resurfacing are ones that happened back in africa like ones that they, they never told anyone about like mm. these were young kids that were sexually assaulted by you know people that are like their uncles or family friend or you know Sickle. cousin or whatever the situation was that was something imagine like I, I took a step back because after seeing all these stories and all the names and everything coming up and I was just thinking I'm like imagine that happened to you as a child and you have not been able to talk to someone about until this whole thing came out and then everyone started feeling empowered to sort of speak out about it and did i just see think, the eps in the comments yeah i did and i was just like and for me i was like i was open to every single story like it's weird because i, I learned a lot about myself through that one because at first i was kind of like eh, okay you know like because there's a lot of the hate against the, mm. the names being thrown out or whatever mm. but then i started developing this mindset of like 
anything can go. Anyone is capable of doing that. Mm. Like, because I was sort of like, there's another part where you're like, you said before, you're like, I didn't I know they were it, like that. Yeah. I don't think they're capable of that. But I saw some people on the list that I'm like, and, and what I want to highlight the most, you can never know what someone is capable of. You, you can never know how your brother is. It can be your brother. It can be your cousin. It can be your whatever. You don't know how they are with other people. You mm. can only know them for when they're with you, but you don't yeah. know what they're doing with other people's girls. Exactly. I can never swear, because I've seen there was girls I was coming out defending that's my nice brothers. Brother. My brother would never, never do that. that. My brother would never do that. But it's like, no. To you, girl. Know. Yeah. No, so but never... see, the worst part, again about that is the amount of... Uh, the amount of girls I saw as well, justifying their close friends or their cousins or their brothers. And it's like, but you're agreeing to someone else's brother. You're saying someone else's brother did it to you. So what makes you think your brother is that special? They didn't do it to someone else. Daughter. It's just like when you tell girls your brother is playing such and such, my brother would never. It's like, yeah, he would. He's doing it right now. Pay attention. And and obviously on the other side of it is I get that the, the sensitivity around being accused of rape is not a is not a light thing, you know what I mean? So obviously from their perspective, they're looking at if this person is lying, that could ruin their careers. There's people mm. that are like basketball players, there's people that are like, you know, trying to pursue certain things in their life. And I guess the protective side of it is like if these if these things were lies, the 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 effect that it could have on these people's real lives is massive. And the sad thing is there are people out there, as much as we don't like to admit it, there are people out there that will do look at things like that and do make up these things. Mm. But the only way that I can say is always believe, I will always believe every story until proven otherwise. That's the only way, because then that way you're not giving any chance of someone not being believed. Because I think that would be the worst oh, thing. Or ask questions as well, because I feel like a story that, that has truth to it can never really be fabricated. Like you can... When there's so much, no, yes, it can. No, I don't know about that. No, but <laughs> no, it, I feel like no. When they, when someone is obviously telling the truth, you can obviously ask questions. When you're asking it's questions, it's harder to get it. I, I, I don't know because for me personally, I don't know about asking questions mm. because it's kind of hard to find words to ask questions because then yeah. it's hard to ask questions without coming across like you don't believe them. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's a difficult thing to sort of navigate because you don't want to sound like you're questioning them too much, but then yeah. at the same time, and then it can, I don't know, like it's just for me, I, I would avoid the whole question thing because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't know how to navigate that conversation. No, I but obviously sort of if, if this someone is coming to you, being mm. talking to you about it and you have mm. a bit of it and you have doubt, like be there for them, but also like to get rid of that doubt, mm. do ask the questions. I don't know. And obviously, do yeah, well, I don't know how to do it either, but there's some <laughs> questions out there know. there's ways about going about it that, that isn't in a way that's blaming, but Mm. I'm sure you could do your research. I mean, I haven't really done research on like what kind of questions you're supposed mm. to ask because um, we'll do that in another episode. But surely there's ways and you can, there's people that you can speak to that are like professionals in this field that may be able to guide you if, you, if you've got someone that has gone through something like that. You don't even know how to even approach the whole situation. So, it, but it just depends what it is anyway, because if it's someone that's taking legal action, then, then obviously there's going to be a legal team that will investigate. Yeah, so I really don't think it's my, it's like, I don't think I play a part in questioning anything. Yeah. I think the way I look at it is I will accept anything that you tell me. Hmm. And if you need me to be there as your friend, I'll be there for you emotionally and whatever. But in yeah. terms of that or whatever, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've gotten to this thing where I'm like, I'm, I'll let everything go. And whatever questions I have, I'm not going to ask you because I, I don't think it's going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if they're taking legal action, like I said, mm-hmm. there's going to be investigations. And 
um, you know, actions think... that I've always to investigate whether it's true or not. So I don't yeah. think I can judge whether it's true or not. Mm. Like it's hard. It's a very hard situation. Yeah, I think that um, in terms of asking anyone anything, as soon as you get to yourself to that point of asking them, it automatically comes across as you do not believe them. Yeah. It automatically gives doubt. It's very doubtful. Like personally, for example, myself, if I went through something as traumatic as that and someone, the first thing someone says is, oh, can I just ask you a couple of questions or however they word it? It doesn't matter how they word it. I'm automatically going to close off and I'm going to mm-hmm. feel like this person is in doubt. They don't believe me. And the next person I'm most likely won't end up telling the next person how I feel really. You know, I went to the GP yesterday and I, I got into an argument. I believe in my symptoms. I was so offended. <laughs> I'm telling her, my girl, my ankles are hurting. <laughs> She's like, um, th- these two things that you're describing are not correlating. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why do they have to <laughs> like, I'm they're the pain. Pain. exactly. They're happening. It's happening. I'm like, I'm telling you, I feel pain here. And she's like, and she's literally it came, it was literally, she was not believing me. So I felt like I had to, um, what's the word? I had to over overcompensate and I had, I got defensive about it because I was like, why do you be, why do you think that I would lie about the pain that I'm telling you that I'm feeling, you know? Mm. But it's just thing like that there's nothing worse than not being believed. Yeah. Like just and then go investigate and, and do whatever you need. No, to, but especially no, because um, that people talk about it a lot. So that's why I think I I welcome the the whole issue being highlighted the the sexual assault side of it sexual I think that whole conversation as well the problem that was uh, a lot of things that kept on coming up about it were oh um why didn't you say it at the time it happened if it really happened and people for whatever reason I'm just going to speak specifically on women in our community. For whatever reason, they tend to forget that we all have similar journeys. We all go through the same shit in our lifetimes. We all get judged the exact same way. And certain things are a big taboo in our community. If you were to go to a family member and say, such and such raped me, they they will judge you more than they will judge them. And instantly your family is going to start acting embarrassed like you've caused them some sort of embarrassment you're going they're going to start frowning upon you they're going to start talking you down they're going to start bringing up things that are unnecessary and then they will start pushing down your feeling and your traumas and making you believe that you're worthless and that your experiences are invalid so then you start looking feeling down and now they're telling you to shut up and not speak about it again because it makes them look bad these are real life things that happen to people in our community nobody ever believes them so obviously people didn't bring that list up because it was gonna get something done they just wanted to shine light on the issue just to let people know that it's happening. This is a real life situation. Those names didn't come out for people to say, hey, I'm taking legal action on this person. Some of those girls, nobody knows. They could have gone to their doctors and actually have um, medical certificates that state that this and this had happened to them on this date. But we will never find out. They just wanted to shine light on the conversation and get it started. And then instead of people taking in the information, they abused them. Hmm. And, and it I, but doesn't make sense. There's some people that learn from it though, like myself anyway. Like, yeah. I think 
got to know themselves differently in that sense. So it was a positive experience. And to all yeah. those girls, shout out to you guys, the ones that, you know, that spoke out. And um, I didn't really write out a message because there were some people yeah. that were writing messages, which I thought was good because they were sort of saying, keep talking and this and that. And it was in that time, I was just getting to like figuring everything out myself. But I just think it takes a lot of courage to be able to speak up and, and things like that. And even in relationships, let's take it back to marriage as well. There's women that are, because we go back to the sense of entitlement, like being entitled yeah. and being like, yo, my wife, I married you, I paid this and I this and that. There's women that are being raped in their um, own marriages. Their marriages. Because it, we, we're not going to get too deep into it because that would be a conversation for another day. But like, when someone says no, it's no. Like even if the, if it's even if it's your wife, even if it's your girlfriend or whatever, like a no is a no. But there's Sudanese men in marriages that just because it's your wife and she says no that she doesn't want to do anything with you that night, you feel like you you're entitled to just do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? And so women, because from what I've heard anyway, like people that have spoken about it, they don't necessarily look at it as a form of rape because it's kind of like. Oh, he owns me. That's fine. Yeah, or, or not even that. It's just like, oh, I wasn't feeling it. He was, so I just yeah. kind of let it, like, you know, happen. But even yeah. Yeah. That's like, scary, a bro. A, a bit of a techie one, but, and even like the, um, it's so weird that the, the shame associated around it, the whole family domestic violence, like whether it's physical, emotional, how crazy is it that the shame is the same? Like, there's none that, I can think of there's no form of domestic violence that I can think of that we're open about. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, all, definitely. Are all hidden. Like none I of think, them are hiding. I think that's because it goes back to you know how we said last time that certain things aren't don't seem real um, in our community, especially if it's not not something they even if it's something they see sometimes they ignore things and act like they're non-existent everything is pretend to them it doesn't matter it's not that deep for them because they think that I think because of the traumas they've been through they think they downplay everything they think that oh something worse could happen it's literally like if you get into a fight and someone harms you they're like yeah there are people dying from war they will literally downplay it in that way. They will, it's like, yeah, but this is my own war. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just downplaying the stuff I'm saying. And the seriousness around the, you know, the, because um, there's women that have, you know, um, ended up hurting themselves because of the effects of, you know, the emotional abuse, the mental abuse, or the physical as well. And it's just sort of like, there's not a lot of light shine on that, like on, how this family domestic violence is really there's kids growing out without their mothers because of the their moms you know their moms being um being abused life, yeah. yeah being abused and they've had to they felt like their last resort is to take their own life you know and there's people and there's also some that actually leave as well yeah. like they just leave their yeah. kids because yeah, it gets yeah. to that point where that they, they can't, can't be around the kids and then also the way our, our culture kind of looks at that like if the woman leaves, the kids stay. Even if she wants to, yeah, to, she'd rather protect. She'd rather protect. Yeah, yeah. Then number one, you'd be abused by not only your family, like their family members. You'd also be abused by your own family. And then even if you leave, they still talk shit about you, anyways. Regardless. Mm. Um, but, but then the, the bigger exactly. picture. Exactly because they've, they've sort of traded. Because I know people that 
are here without their mom and mm. their moms literally i don't know what the actual reason they would have left is mm. but there could have been multiple one of them i can only imagine but there are people here yeah, that leave because of the the the, the, the abuse it, mm. it gets too much and then you try to go to your family they tell you go back mm. go manage go manage go manage you keep going and then it's like you have to think it's either i'm gonna die in this situation because you oh, can I feel mean. when it gets to that extent it's like i'm actually gonna die so it's either i continue to suffer or i or i walk away or there's people that are alive and still in it today that have every part of their bodies inside mm. things are broken because mm. i like chloropyrin everything like it's it's just crazy like because i was thinking about that too because i told you guys it's ethnic because i thought it was just you know like i thought it was just um generally african mm. oh yeah well that we were saying that um there's there was this asian lady she was saying that um she she was in a domestic violent relationship and then she she went to her mom to seek shelter and then um the mom basically ended up to take calling the guy to come collect her to take her back home and it was just interesting i was like that's exactly the way our people operate where you will try and go ask for protection from them then they end up mm-hmm. taking you back to the person that was abusing you that's why i said call the police Don't you know how we were talking about dowry before I'm going to take us back just a little bit you know how we were saying about the dowry before um I have this Indian friend and because you know how they have their dowry system backwards so it's the woman's family that pays the dowry to the man's family she was saying yeah we had a conversation about it she was saying you know it's exactly the same way we do it except it's the girl's parents that have to pay dowry to the man's parents it's not the girl herself that has to pay it but yeah she was like basically... huh just like in our culture like with the dowry yeah. like it's a little bit more of an upper hand no many... actually that's what i was getting to it's a still yeah. a downside for them because she was saying that with her parents for is she got married right she was with this guy she's no longer with him she got married to this guy and every time the guy would emotionally abuse her financially abuse her and this is a well off she's a very educated woman she's independent she does her own thing she's actually really well off herself but this man would financially abuse her emotionally and physically abuse her and she said that while she was in that relationship she was going through a lot she was in a really dark place and every time she contacted her family they told her well we paid a lot for this boy so you better handle your shit house money back no yeah so she said every time she tried to run away and she went to her parents house they would literally sit her down and just say like you're not treating our daughter right and we paid a lot for you bring exactly instead they will literally call his family they'll do the same meeting thing that we do and they will say oh we heard we hear that this boy is doing stuff his family will talk to him say sorry for leaving and he will say and he can say sorry too if he feels like he did something to you and you go back home with him and then when she gets back home he abuses her again because now he's like what the fuck why are you bringing our families into our relationship and it just got to a point where she's like she felt like her life was going to end if she stayed in that relationship so she she left and that's how she came to australia she just left her family left him and moved away and she just cut all of them off 
and now she talks to her parents but she did cut them off for a while well they cut her off after they found out she left the guy they wanted for her mm-hmm. and she's like she's like, like it's back. really toxic because even though the woman is the one paying the dowry they tell them that oh you know women are emotionally more understanding than men so you need to dumb yourself down and understand it wow it's so messed up yeah Crazy. But another way that they were looking at it, because I asked, you know, recently my Uber driver, <laughs> I had a very good time with him, and he was, he's, um, he's from India. Mm-hmm. I was just asking him about the dairy thing, because that was something I've always wanted to ask. And then he's, he said he was from northern side of India. Yeah. There's, there's a south and there's a north. And he said, yeah. we, we're very different in our cultures, whether mm-hmm. people know it or not. We're actually very different. And I'm like, okay, what about the, the famous question about um, the dairy? How, how does that work? I'm like, did you pay for your wife or did your wife pay for you? And he said, no, he's like, the way that, um, he's like, the way that we look at it, the, the wife's family, my wife's family, I have, the reason why they would give me gifts, because they can choose to give me gifts, because they're saying thank you, because women are basically, how do I put this? They're basically useless. <laughs> that, yes. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I'm the reason they would pay him is to be like, okay, thank you for taking on the financial responsibility of our daughter. Here's a little something to start you off to, to <laughs> for her to, to be able to think. And yeah. they're basically thinking for it because it's like they're not expecting her to come and give him anything besides mm. children, obviously, and like the, the, all, all the other important things that they just look down on. But like it's just saying that, yeah, thank you for taking our daughter. And the guy shouldn't, he, he shouldn't be paying because it's like it doesn't make sense for us for me to pay the family's wife because I'm going to be paying for their daughter for the rest of my life that's basically how they look at it and I was just like damn no but if you think about it if you think about it our culture would be the same if the man wasn't paying for the children because don't you see the way it's set up is for us the man pays your family to say thank you for raising this girl who's about to give me my legacy She's just a machine that will birth your lifeline. That's it. And you're paying for the children she will birth. And that's why these men just walk around talking about the one twelve kids. Besides the kids. Yeah, it's always just the kids. You're thanking them for basically giving you. And that's why when the world doesn't... I don't know. It's toxic. No, but you know how... That's why in the end, when a woman, when a woman doesn't give birth, they usually just return her back to her family and her family gives back the dowry. But sometimes they would go so bad for another daughter, like, don't worry about it, we have this Yeah, one. yeah, that's Yeah, yeah they do. Exchange. <laughs> that's so sad. A women's exchange program. Yeah, literally. Like, sorry, this one could not operate properly. We'll give you one. We promise this one will work better. Oh, God, imagine. The stick is giving. That's so toxic, yeah. That's the most toxic thing. And you imagine you have the same husband. I actually, I blame the way that I, you know, the way that I think, the way the toxic, because, you know, we all have toxic masculinity. We all have toxic masculinity. Mm. Just let the word go. I have to say it properly. (laughs) Let it go. (laughs) Toxic masculinity, yeah. But yeah, we all have that trait, right? Mm. And I blame men for it. Men are the problem of how we think the way we think. And I feel like the way, like, because when we think about power, 
in in society men are literally on the on top of the hierarchy you know so then it's sad because they've then infected the way that we look at our fellow women as well comes from the way that men have infected us you know what i mean like it's sad that we even 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 though we're supposed to sympathize with each other and we sort of know what a woman goes through and should sympathize we end up questioning certain things that we really have no business questioning you should be able to just accept it whereas i feel like it's different on the other side if that makes sense like it's not the same energy for um, yeah no but i think that these problems will never seem real in our community until we start addressing the fact that we make men look more uh, we think that women are inferior and it doesn't matter what they bring to the table because the table is non-existent on our side if the table stays on the men's side always we're never going to be relevant and that means that issues that impact us are never going to seem real which is what's happening nothing people in power the people in power yeah they're men they're the ones running like let's just talk about south sudan in general they're the ones that are running south sudan with this toxic is where they are benefiting off everything and then you have these douchebags that are you know our peers that have come here and then they still have that silly ass mentality as well and they're the ones that get passed down these jobs from their fathers yeah where does this stop like no but that's what i mean like ahead hey hey um i think that we need a it for ourselves how do we do that because i think we need a women feminist association i think that's what do there needs to be more people are talking about that's what it needs like specifically yeah i just want to yeah specifically yeah i think there needs to be more um feminism there like we need to really like highlight the the fact that we're really beneath mm-hmm. the men mm-hmm. and we really need and there are and I heard that there are actually women there like mm-hmm. not young ones but like women that are really mm-hmm. starting those movements movements back there yeah. and the beautiful thing is it's from different um tribes and others like the lead coach in Morata and the Latinka and Dora and everything mm-hmm. and and apparently there's a group there and they're really like trying to highlight these issues and they're trying to fight more that and i think it's those kind of things that we need more of like no but do you guys realize the problem within our community because i've been i've seen a couple of girls on facebook actually that try every now and then to fight for women's right or to shine light on issues that are impacting women in south sudan or within the southern sudanese community the problem is every time someone writes a um status about or this and that to do with women they always seem to come across as aggressive to men you know how that whole the angry black woman concept in america is very big in our community when you try to speak for yourself you're you're aggressive automatically or oh, she she has anger problems what's going on with her you're <laughs> that's the problem and then nobody takes you seriously because the other women then shy away from the uh from the problem and they're automatically all doing the pick me girl oh but why are you saying that oh but why are you this and then when they see women turning on you under your own comments then they turn on you even more and you end up start you start looking dumb on your own status because 
no woman is supporting you and the portion that's supporting you is lower than the ones that are against you. So it's a problem of women are too afraid to agree with other women that are trying to start change in our community because they're so comfortable. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah and they're also very comfortable in the place they're in. So they're not even trying to change it. I think that there should be more women empowerment programs in South Sudan because that's Definitely. really the issue that we're not empowered by anything. Like, do you guys want them to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other problem too. <laughs> we can't move forward with these leaders. <laughs> yeah, I'll go hide behind. The yeah, there's no hiding. <laughs> the moment, <laughs> the moment someone starts an association, you are. Next day, though, it will be coronavirus, even if coronavirus. Hey, we have to fight like that for the civil rights movement. We're gonna have to fight the Southern Sudanese Women Association, the Board Women Association for Development. That's the Dunn Women Association. Yeah, but then that's the thing that, like, we're literally threatened, so threatened generations of women to come and the and and shift the whole mindset of the of our country but i think like culture just needs to be thrown in the rubbish bin at this point culture is bullshit it's the biggest bullshit that i've ever heard i'm serious it is it's the biggest <laughs> Sister, we're not backing you up. <laughs> You're about to be cancelled. You're on your own. Please go write a status by yourself. <laughs> be cancelled alone. <laughs> but the thing is, it's just hard to speak out of these issues because there's always that fear of like them guys. <laughs> the problem. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Like, wait till you come. And you know, they have people that will sneak the yeah. day you arrive, the time you arrive, they'll know. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to someone I know, you know. Anyway, that's another story. I don't think that is culture that's the problem because the, the thing is, our people, our people are. I'm kind of let me try to find the words. I think that the issue that benefits women, it's not necessarily culture though because you know how um the problem with our people is over time you know during all these wars and all these whatever that's going on so many things have happened people have moved from place to place they go pick our people have a habit they pick little from the bible they pick little from the kenyan culture they pick little from the arabs they pick they pick and choose from everyone but for some reason they pick all the negative stuff and then they incorporate it in whatever they're already practicing and they think that's the way to live. Yeah, I but what were they that, practicing? Okay, I'm that. saying, okay, when I went when I was in Dinka school, um yeah. Uncle Murwil did, did used to say a lot that um women back in the days, like if you go back back to when he was younger, culture was actually a, a very beautiful thing. Women weren't inferior, women were because there was set jobs in the house. Huh? What were their roles? The they, they were set jobs. The man goes and hunt, 
and the woman does everything else in the house without a, a house like a household without a woman no a house without a woman a man that didn't have a wife in his house was looked down upon because they thought that men with wives even though culturally the whole oh you know you're supposed to bear the children and blah 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 the man always respected his wife his wife was not a punching bag it was you would not see a husband beating his wife like that you would not see a husband disrespecting his wife and all of that thing like even though they didn't run in the same circles the violence that happens now like the family domestic violence that happened now wasn't happening before because those times huh well that's what he was saying he said when he was younger it wasn't this bad he said that people now misunderstand a lot of things that people used to practice back then and because the times have changed our people are not changing with the times properly they hold on to things from separate times and mix them together and that's where the confusion happens like it's like you know with kawajad taking things from the 70s and practicing them in the 90s. They're not going to make sense, obviously, because in the 70s, there was a context in which they used those things. Anyways, hmm? because new practice... It's supposed to, but our people are not evolving culture. That's the problem. Yeah, but then isn't that the issue where this, where culture is not really benefiting women in any way, shape, or form? If it, if it was in the past, it's evolved into something now that doesn't benefit women at all, and it's, if you think about it, women are not benefiting anywhere, anyway. Else, where else I'm are they benefiting? Talking though about us, no, there's some women that are able to speak up. We we can't even speak up about mm. certain things in our own. Country. Exactly. So because of it's, that, it's a different of um, it's different levels, and I guess everyone evolved and has different yeah. stages and stuff. Yeah. But the fact that we're still, I think, it was only was it recently that I don't I don't remember. It's so bad that I don't know this. I don't know if you've heard it. You guys have heard it, but something about. 20% was given to women or something. Oh, yeah. And people were celebrating over that. Mm. Oh, 20% I, of what? I, I don't know. Was it? I think it was 20% of women are in governing positions. I don't know, but it was some, it's so, so sad that I Isn't don't know. Isn't 20% like two people? Yeah, but, uh, well, I don't know. Well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad that I don't even know what it is, but just knowing 20% is a very small percentage. And people were celebrating because it took its progress. Because it's mm-hmm. So that's why we said before, like the ladies in Sudan that are doing what, what it is that they're doing, they're the reason that the 20% is happening because they're we know what comfortable. The 20% is we happening. don't know. <laughs> but there's a 20% happening. Somewhere. <laughs> but like, but it's because they're comfortable within themselves to be able to stand up for themselves because you need to believe in yourself. To be able so, to do that. so like just taking it back again to domestic mm-hmm. violence in general, yeah? like all the things that we're talking about. Why do you think, because I think we should have said it a little bit, why, but why do you think people stay in those situations, specifically like from our culture? No, but you already said it's a shame and it's the, it's the, the family, the family shame yeah. and the culture as well, that culture of life. So it's, it goes back to culture. It goes back you... to that culture because first of all, if, if, if you're in a situation and you're going back to your parents, yeah, and then they're returning you because culturally, why would you go leave your husband, especially when they've paid for X, Y, Z? Um, there's no warranties on us. <laughs> Not the warranty. There's no plan policy. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can't. 
funny going back to that you you don't sometimes even choose to stay because you know you have no other option but to stay you go you get brought back and also let's talk about back home you go back home and if it's back home you can't call the police but here you call the police there's shame associated and why is there so much shame in our community about literally everything <laughs> you're crazy this shame is ridiculous it's very it's i'll very definitely just, um call the cops <laughs> so but then they'll the other side they'll be like the way that they try to resolve these issues is padala um amar and who's holding this one women in this panel no <laughs> no it's usually the men the women exactly. will sit at the back quiet <laughs> in the background exactly the only time the only time a woman will speak is when they pick the most toxic one of them all to come and say why what makes you wrong that's that's really it so there's no measures that they actually take so i'm so much i'm so glad that the people that are here can call the police and i'm like i just mm. want to be like don't like you shouldn't care about what anyone says man because your 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 safety they're going to be ashamed of something else your they're safety and your kids especially if you have kids as well your kids safety is in your hands your safety is in your hands as well but kids that are you know they can't protect themselves you have to protect them and that's why you shouldn't care about all this culture nonsense this culture there's people that have broken it left right and center you know that's wrong. living a scenario that's true culture. i feel like we focus so much on this like domestic violence episode on on relationships mm. but should we do a part two on like platonic relationships not platonic relationships but like children and the violence the children experience yeah, we'll in homes i feel like we should do a part two on that one because that's a well we're living victims <laughs> i am a survivor <laughs> ฉันก็ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม
I think the block, as much as you guys, you know how you're saying they go to school and they're supposed to be civilized and learning these things. I think because obviously they're still in, in a home and they're still with parents that are first generation of immigrants, this, this type of abuse that has been normalized. So them being exposed to that, I think it gets to a point where they block off what they're learning yeah. and they just sort of use, and that's the point that I was saying before, that they pick and choose when to use culture. And what they're doing is they're hiding behind culture because I don't think that it's culture that's now controlling you because you now see the effects of it. You're now civilized enough to know what it actually is, but then now you're hiding behind culture and saying, you're oh, saying it's because I'm of the culture. That, yeah. That, that I think no, it's, I think yeah. culture is used because of fear. There was they're scared that if they handle their shit, they are also kind of hiding behind culture. To yeah, kind of stay yeah, definitely as well. Yeah, yeah, because um, if you think about it, we were saying before, if we if you think about it, people are so much closer. <laughs> culture is the rule that I allow this thing to happen. No, but I'm saying you know if you think about it, people in intimate relationships. Um, the problem with them here, because we're so attached to people and we're so attached to each other, if you if you get into a relationship, you know that if someone cheats on you or does something emotionally abuse you and you have a meeting, chances of you guys staying together are very high. But if you face the problem right in front of you and handle it the way you would have handled it if you were just dating, for example, there's a high chance that they might leave you. If you don't include the families, there's a high chance that they might leave you. And the fear of somebody that you love, although toxic, leaving you is high. People are more like wanting to take more chances of them coming back home with them, which is when they have those family meetings and people hearing them out because they feel like they know that these people aren't going to listen to what you have to say, but you hope anyway that they do because you don't want to let go of the relationship yet. Mm -hmm. which is in the end when they do they do end up leaving it don't they whether it's done culturally or not so i don't mm -hmm. think that is necessarily culture that it, they just have fears of the person leaving them because if they deal with it by themselves chances are very high that that person will leave them but, and they're not ready to let go of the relationship all goes back to culture and the reason i'm so big on blaming it on culture is because listen this culturally isn't it a man and a woman need to be together you you have to get married you know what i mean there's that emphasis put on you having needing to be with a man as a woman yeah mm -hmm. that's a cultural practice a woman and a man get together if you're not married that's another shame in itself all these stupid ass shames but because of that concept now women are feeling that like coming back to what it is that, that you said about like them fearing the need, fearing being left mm -hmm. is because now culturally it, it's appropriate for you to be in a relationship. Now you're the person that's, and culturally it's also not okay to be divorcing someone because that's why your parents take you back on all these things. So these are the reasons that people don't leave. And that's why I say it comes back to the culture or this concepts that we practice but culture itself, because if you think about it, culture can be anything. Yeah. There's culture in the Western societies. Yeah. Culture, different cultures. Everywhere. Yeah. So I think it's the way that things, because culture really is I feel like it's just, just social norms and things that, that people have yeah. made. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when you're saying culture, you're speaking specifically about our traditional practices or culture in general in the way we just practice as I'm in a normal society. Like I said culture is 
anything yet. Any, any practice. The community. The social the the social, that that's what becomes mm -hmm. culture. Like the things that you practice in a community, that's what culture is. You like Lord is a it's a practice thing, you do it. Marriage is a the practice traditional thing. practice, yeah. But also um turning a blind eye in these types of situations has become a culture. It's a practical thing that people do. And that's why I'm saying they've normalized abuse so much and it's become a part of the culture. And that's why I'm saying cultures become so toxic and it's evolved into something that's not beneficial to women. And that's why I say culture in general is just bullshit because everyone hides behind these things. They'll be like, abuse is normalized. You should be staying with your man, blah, blah, blah. Why are you leaving X, Y, Z? Because it's a normal thing to do nowadays. Yeah. And that's the why, ones, yeah. It's the ones, what kills, or let me just say this one pet peeve. <laughs> the whole, you know how they have this traditional thing of like, a man can't go into the kitchen or whatever. This not in my house, though. <laughs> that's why, like, not on my watch because at your mother's house you were able yeah, to going. walk to the kitchen grab food anyhow now that you are married you're a modern girl <laughs> a young girl modern you now want me to be serving you while you're just imagine that's a, a bullshit excuse of culture because there's there's people that are doing that because it's like oh you know the tradition the tradition the speaking, water wash your hair they do. Wow. I've, I've yeah, I've seen I it. am embarrassed. I've seen it. But it's become so like, normal and it's become culture. And that's what I'm it's saying. A, it's all a lie. It's all, all a lie. lie. It's a scam. It's all a lie. Whoever is selling it is it's really running out. That's <laughs> selling it. So we're here buying it. Nah, man. Like that, there's certain things that are sort of engraved in us already, but like mm. this one, I'm just like, now this they've really taken a piss out of people. I'm not about to serve you. <laughs> oh, if I serve you, we serve each other. We can take turns. That's fine. But you serve me tomorrow. Time. I'll serve you today. Uh, I'm not a waitress, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't have But how do we? Because the, the last question, anyway, that we, I think mm. we should um, highlight. How do we hold them accountable? Mm. How do we? I know how. Expose mm. them. Just go walk in front of people like this. No one knows the things that they do at home. Mm. No one knows. No, but have you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but did you know that um, when something like that happens in our community, because our community has done this thing where they've notified the Kawajad and the police stations and this and that, that certain things are culture, <laughs> which is they tell them. <laughs> you culture. <laughs> They go call the culture. They go call the, telling the community leaders and tell them that this person from your community is going through this. Do you want us to proceed? And they say, don't worry about it. We're going to have our community meeting. But then they don't come and do a meeting. Yeah. I've seen I think it. it's ridiculous that police, educated police officers that are supposed to be yeah they do because in the past apparently they've had conversations where certain things are cultural practices and therefore it's really difficult well, I guess to... when it comes to family and domestic violence they shouldn't be like culture shouldn't be considered cultural nah bro i don't think hitting your wife is cultural if if that is actual a thing that they do, because even if you look at the the stats, I've seen yeah, it. They do it. Abuse, and they're very much aware of this. I found it on a white website. So how can you not be? If 
how can police yeah, not be aware that cultural abuse is such a big thing and they shouldn't be letting community calling community people to come deal with it because it's a know, cultural thing. Some people don't know and they yeah. I feel like there should be better programs to outline that too because you do know are- that <coughs> um legally family and domestic abuse is the hardest to actually deal with because a lot of the time people will report it and then retract back with their report oh, and it was, yeah change now the police yeah yeah, yeah. Like, now it becomes a state versus you yeah. it becomes a state versus you but not in every state thank you south australia it's not every state here it's it's different um it's still your word against theirs and if you take back your case it's whatever but i do hope that in all australian states eventually if you do report someone it becomes a and even if you go back and say it was a lie no it becomes a you versus him versus state it's him and the police now as long as they have evidence that he's done it highlight the cycle of abuse and it's a cycle that literally goes around like it could and that's another thing where i think um some people get um what's the word some people for lack of a better word like some people get neglected mm-hmm. because of this whole thing where um does this because because a lot of people know the cycle and it's kind of like okay how involved can i really get in trying to and even the police have sort of adapted to this mindset as well it's like how in, invested can we really get mm-hmm. when they're going to get back to that same place anyway because mm-hmm. of the cycle of abuse they end up going back to the same thing yeah. the cycle of abuse is just like you know, things will start off really, um, really, really good. Mm. Then they'll start to deteriorate and they're a bit all right. Mm. And then like little triggering things and then it will get really, really bad. And then once it gets really, really bad, then it, will, it comes to a point where they apologize, they buy gifts, they try and, you know. Mm, what they call it, love bombing? They yeah. like bomb me with, with love everything. and yeah. then you get consumed and by then, it. And, and then, then you start, yeah, and then you start leaving it a little bit. You start seeing, oh, you know, they're consistent. They start being consistent of the, with the actions that you want them to normally do. And then again, it gets to a point where you start seeing the old triggers coming back slowly and then it goes back and then it just literally just goes in circle like that. So because a lot of people are aware of how this cycle sort of rotates, I feel like victims get neglected in that sense where you're kind of like, even with some of our friends as well, you kind of just say like, what can I do? Because you're going to end up going back to the same person anyway. So that's another part that it's like, it's really sad that it's gotten to that point that we neglect. It's the love bombing um the emotional like manipulation i feel like you know someone is psychologically damaged because of yeah, this relationship during that time yeah. Yeah, yeah so i feel like it, an advice that we would give to anyone who has a friend going through that is like although you may feel like you're not really doing much to help or that they're not really taking in what it is that you're saying one day they may so just continue to be able to be a support system and continue to be able to advise them to to um, get themselves in a better position and look after themselves. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. That's a good thing. And I think we're all going through it mentally, emotionally, physically. You know, life is hard, but sometimes when you acknowledge something, just do something about it. Um, I feel like, especially with domestic abuse, if someone comes to you and says, this has happened to them, even if they do retract on it, is it our, then our responsibility to try and get that reported, especially if it's something that you can see it's physical? 
on them, but they're ch now changing up their stories. Do you guys think that that's something that needs to be reported? If what yeah. Like if one of your friends come to you and in the first instant, they tell you that this person has done physically abused them and you can see scars and stuff, but then they wake up the next day and they say, oh, now nah, I lied. They didn't actually harm me. And you know they did because you can actually see that you when they told you. Would you yeah, report I mean, it? Like, yeah. Is it now our responsibility to anonymously report it or now? I would I I'd would probably report. anonymously report it. I'd be like, hey, listen up, like don't say I've never been in that situation, but I would be yeah. neither. I would that's even hard too because it's like I it's think one thing to say it yeah. is to respect your friend's wishes. But I feel like when it comes to this thing, like if you really deep it, they're not really in the right mind frame. And they're probably being like when you're being abused, you're being manipulated into thinking that this is okay. And they, you know, when you're someone on in the right headspace, you should be able to to make the report. I think I say do a sneaky little report for your friend. And if it was you, if it comes, yeah, I can do that. No, 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 yeah but what if you're the only one that actually knew about it and I'm then like, now, hey, well you thank me that you can thank me in the future what if they don't if they don't they will i i feel like i did a they good deed i'll justify it myself and be like well, <laughs> <a> good deed. <laughs> i'll go fishing for compliments <laughs> from everybody else i do my part I would turn it into a hypothetical situation. I feel like, I mean, hypothetical because I don't know. I've never been in that type of situation. You've never been in a situation where your friend was. I've never been in a situation abused. where I've, where they were physically abused. I feel like I was have, physical... but I wasn't there. I heard that. I heard what happened. But um... yes, yes, I have. Did you witness it? No, I didn't. I heard about it. Yeah, but those ones are a bit techy because it's like because you heard about it. But even yeah. at the same time, I, I think I should have called the police. Me too. House. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. That's a bit odd. But then I took my the next day. So. But I've also actually seen <laughs> this is the other thing. Remember I told you about the club and the um. Oh yeah. And then that thing happened, and I was like, "Oh, is it that?" I'm so scared. In case they turn on you. But then that situation too like i'm literally like this poor person could have like been seriously what if hurt and i didn't say anything i was literally so scared i froze i've never seen someone get I've seen it like that i literally froze i was like what the heck am i supposed to do and this is the oh, only thing yeah. like, i can say hey, so I'm much hypothetically, no, like, and very naive and i didn't know too much about it now i'm just like damn i should have called the the damn the friends were just there i'm like yeah, and then a lot of it that we witnessed, the friends are watching it as well. And then I'm just like, like, maybe if oh, your friends are watching this, I... To be I, fair, I, I've seen someone getting WWE'd. I, I think, ideally, you should report it. Obviously, yeah. if it's safe for you to do so. Mm. Like, don't put yourself in a situation where you now become a target for the, perp for the perpetrator. Mm. Like, make sure you're in a safe place and then try and um, report it. Um, how do we support them? We support the victims. Maybe, maybe just suggest places where they can actually get professional help because none of yeah. us are equipped to emotionally take on somebody's somebody's baggage. Especially, can it's frustrating when you know that they're gonna go back with the person. So I feel like 
me personally, I'm definitely not equipped to help somebody in a situation like that because I know I've never been in it and I can't relate. So my best help would be telling that person to go and see a professional. If I know someone, I can suggest people for them, but a professional would best advise them because hopefully they'll listen to that person and actually do something about it before it goes too far. Um, there's nothing I can personally tell them, especially if it's a friend, because there's usually emotions involved in that. You're gonna, whatever you tell them is gonna come from an angry place because you're frustrated that they're going through that. So you're not gonna advise them in a way that you would have advised a stranger. Yeah, because the problem is, is getting emotionally invested when you advise someone. For me, I know, I, I, I think if, if a friend was to come to me, I can, Talk to them and then and well, you're equipped and you're trained yeah. to be able to help with that stuff yeah but like but in terms but then there's also a referral that you have to mm. make too and even if i have that conversation and you feel okay but there's there's hotlines like there's a lifeline hotline that you can call immediately and there's even websites that that you can go on and they've they've, they've added these cool features where if you're browsing it mm. and the other person comes you can ask you can them. you can easily yeah you mm. can flip it over and there's a backup thing that comes up which might sound silly to some people but i think it's, it's really cool that they're doing things like that there's also a relationship with australia that you can call as well mm. and these are just on the phone chats that you can actually like their first immediate steps that you can take to try and um fix a situation try and to, to begin the conversation with that depending yeah. on how you're feeling there's also a domestic violent women group support yeah. groups as well that are there within your area so you can literally go anywhere like and, you know you can go to your local Centrelink office a lot of people knows know what Centrelink is if you're in Australia yeah you can go into your local Centrelink <laughs> office and just be like look this is the situation that I'm in mm -hmm. even if you're not on any Centrelink payments just go in and be like I'm in this situation can I please see they a social worker quite seriously yeah can I please see a social worker what services can you refer me to and a social worker will literally sit there and talk talk you through all these different services mm -hmm. that you can go to you don't have to be on a Centrelink payment to go there because I, the reason I say Centrelink is because there's a lot of Centrelink offices around mm -hmm. and it's one of the things that a lot of people know about so mm -hmm. just just do that like even if you don't speak English you, you can get an interpreter get an interpreter on the phone and you, there's, there, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot and of help also, out there. And also, there's a lot of women shelters as well, because yeah. I think one of the big factors where people feel like they can't leave is because they don't have anywhere to go, especially if they've got kids as well. Like, where do I go and take my kids? There's, if you call like um, homeless shelters, they refer you, especially when you tell them your circumstances, they refer you to um, women shelters um, that I know there's one in Adelaide. I mean, obviously I can't say where the location is, but there's one in Adelaide which literally does not allow any male to come in um, and it's very closed off so you're not even like if you have visitors yeah they're not even supposed to meet you at that location you have to send a different address they're not supposed to know mm. where that location is mm. um, and they you have to meet them if you have a visitor you have to go meet them somewhere else you can't meet them at this place because it's some it's it's a place designed to be a security blanket for people going through family and domestic violence because if your perpetrator is coming and looking for mm. you and they know where you where you're staying you know um you have to find those places yeah. though but just yeah. like also, and then, and telling them your your situ uh, shelters, like calling homeless shelters, they may be able to guide you and say, yeah. "This is the correct resource for you to go mm -hmm. to. Go to this place." You know, things um, like that. I've also learned um, recently that in Queensland here, I don't know about South Australia actually. In Queensland here, they actually have um, shelters and 
women's centers for specifically for immigrant women. So women mm -hmm. of ethnic backgrounds and it's only run by women of ethnic backgrounds and women that are immigrants and they do um, family and domestic violence programs. They do counseling. They do a lot of things, um, employment assistance. They do, they put them into secret shelters as well. So they do all of that. They have social workers, they have psychologists, they have just normal counselors. They have a lot of programs run only by migrant women for migrant women. And if you feel like if you go into a Kawaja center, they're not gonna understand your situation. There are programs where they can actually help you. And there, there will be people there that are from your own ethnic background that can actually understand where you're coming from without judgment or without having to put you into a situation where, because a lot of the time, the biggest fear is if you go into one of these places, they're going to be obliged to contact the police, which will then notify the person who's in question to then go and look for you. And then you feel endangered. Some of these centers that actually understand exactly where you're coming from and what your culture is like and what your needs are will probably cater to you exactly that way. I'm sure every state has that. I just haven't seen one in Adelaide before. Um, background speaking, a lot of them it's everywhere. Because yeah. when you look up services, even it's all, it's in all the states. There's there's a culturally cultural back. Uh, what is it? They cater yeah. to your um religion. They cater to your ethnic background. They cater to your personal cultures, and they actually have people that do up plans for you. And if you need to move somewhere a little bit far from yeah. where they are, and all of that, yeah. Just talk to someone like and and just go like whatever. Because there's a lot of like those, what are they called? The community centers as well. You can just go there. A lot of them tend to have the information there mm. um, with, with referrals and they can sort of just refer you on to, um, to that. But yeah, like just the first step is just, those are the supports that are available. And I think in terms of our community supports, there's not a lot that are specifically Sudanese um, that I know of anyway. And I really hope that in the future that there will be um, more services out there that we can sort of, that these, you know, that our, that our Sudanese women can sort of go to yeah. and get help from um, because they, they tend to be isolated once they make that decision because then they're the rare percentage that walk away and then they then get isolated from the community. So imagine leaving, you know, someone that you, it's your husband and you now have the kids and then now you don't have access you kind of like get disowned by the community and you don't have access to your own people so it's like it's a very difficult thing to try and start all over again but then not having your community connection so yeah i really hope that there will be um other supports out there eventually specifically for but then there's the mothers groups as well those are good to sort of just go talk about whatever mm -hmm. issue and then just share the information just share the information whatever you know share it around like just talk to each other and share it yeah sure but really guys just talk to someone um i feel like there's plenty of resources out there um we may even leave them in the link um in the, the episode line as one, well I think definitely. yeah there's a hotline that you can call yeah and they'll guide you to the right places these people are trained to guide you to the right places in your area um i'm sure they can 
Look and these up. calls are like these numbers are free calls as well. Exactly. So you, you don't have to have credit on your phone to be able to uh, call them. Yeah. So just talk to talk to someone and, and then always encourage your friend to speak to um somebody professionally trained because they'll be able to give them um guide them on the right path that will be a little bit more beneficial than someone who doesn't have the experience but definitely talk to them and just encourage them to um talk to someone who's who's trained yeah and then there's also the mental health care plan as well yeah like I, i've said it before but i'm gonna say it again we all have access to those 10 sessions for free mm-hmm. to a psychologist so just talk to your regular gp even your gp they can help too mm-hmm. you go to them and just tell them like this and this they can let you know services you can literally go anywhere and ask around even if you go to the chemist or whatever yeah they'll be able to um recommend some services for you but yeah so what's the quote of the day guys before we go we'll just say that before we let them go this is the last thing so basically the quote of the day just summarizes what we spoke about we leave you just a little quote to marinate on just to just stay in your mind yeah but the quote of the day is by some she's a survivor Hmm. called christy green and she said revenge is surviving getting out and being a better person than you were and breaking the cycle again i will say who it's by it's by um christy green and she's someone that's a survivor of domestic violence so you heard it from someone who's gotten out of it you can get out of it too that's on period so thank you guys and we'll do an episode two of something similar to this like we stated before um in the near future but we're just going to leave it at that if you guys have any comments that you'd like to make about the episodes dm us speak to us in person um just let us know your thoughts um if there's anything that we missed out on please put it in the um comments on the episode section in um, our instagram and share the knowledge around because we don't know everything we're doing research so you know stuff and you're a trained professional let us know so that we can let other people know yes but thank you and see you next time bye bye, bye. bye.